Welcome to Blockchain Recorded, the podcast for the tech curious, where we talk about anything and everything related to the exponentially evolving crypto blockchain and Web 3.0 space. Blockchain Recorded's mission is simple, to share knowledge and insight and help evolve education in blockchain fundamentals and decentralization solutions. We at Blockchain Recorded are not registered investment advisors and do not deal with financial or trading token elements nor offer any licensed financial services. The content of this podcast is provided for informational and educational purposes only, while the opinions of all parties involved are their own. I'm your host, Nina Zerer. I have a finance background, having worked on Wall Street and the pharmaceutical industry. After living in five countries and dedicating time to my family, I left the corporate world. Today, I work as a freelance consultant and am fascinated by the innovative space of crypto and blockchain, different ways of thinking, and the people that are making that happen. So let's talk blockchain. Before we begin, let me say a few words about our sponsor. This episode sponsors Fourth Tech, which is short for Fourth Pillar Technologies. Fourth Tech is a next-gen multi-blockchain ecosystem, platform, cryptocurrency, and a suite of decentralized applications that enable users to exchange data files and instant messages from wallet to wallet in a secure and decentralized way. The Fourth Tech Charter aims to establish a foundation for decentralized digital identity, multi-chain data exchange, digital data notarization, and decentralization of cloud storage. Established back in 2017, the initiative is composed of individuals and companies that collaborate to create decentralized data management solutions for the benefit of everyone. Two of the fourth tech innovations are 4DX, which can be described as the blockchain we transfer alternative, where the protocol leverages trust sourced from the blockchain and provides a secure, immutable wallet A to wallet B data file exchange and 4IM, which uses the Solana blockchain to serve as an immutable ledger exchanging encrypted short instant messages from wallet to wallet. So today we're talking with Ivar Mosman, the business development director at Blockstream. Ivar has a background in finance and has worked in sectors such as fast-moving consumer goods brand management, fashion, business consulting, government, and is a serial entrepreneur. He's been going deeper and deeper into the crypto rabbit hole since 2014 and has been doing public speeches, organized crypto meetups, and worked professionally in the crypto space since 2016 for companies such as BTCC in Shanghai, China, Ballet Physical Hardware Wallet, and since recently he joined Blockstream as the business development director. So today we're planning to cover topics that revolve around Blockstream and its products, a little more about their mining, Blockstream Finance, the Litwit Network, and of course, our favorite topic of decentralization, network effects, governance, and whatever else comes our way and uh, we we think about. So welcome, Ivar, to Blockchain Recorded. Thank you, Nina. Great to be here. Yeah, you have an interesting bio. Um, I see you've jumped around throughout different industries, so fashion and government. What did you do in fashion? Yes. Well, you know, I think it's, um, you know, like we're all human beings uh, as humans, we evolve, uh, you know, we're little kids and we grow and, and we have, you know, desires and aspirations and we kind of stumble through life and we have to figure it out all by ourselves. So we kind of, mm. my approach is to, was to try, just sort of try different things and see where sort of life takes me. So I've, I've, I was in a lot of different uh, industries. I tried to do a lot of different things. You know, I started to work um, uh, as a, um, as a brand manager, I worked for, uh, you know, sort of big, um, fast moving some goods companies, um, focus on marketing and, and logistics and finance and things like this. And at some point, I realized that I don't really want to work with um, 
you know, I was working uh, with uh, um, like dishwasher detergents, you know, products yeah. like Vanish mm-hmm. uh, and, and cleaning products. And I thought like, well, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. You know, the people are great and, and it's very mm-hmm. cool. You get exposed to other different things. It's a national company, la, la, la. But it's mm-hmm. like you're doing, you're doing, you're working on dishwashing detergent. So it's not that really that interesting. So I quickly <laughs> wanted to sort of do something else. You know, you kind of feel like also in a big company, you're kind of stuck in a structure where everything's sort sure. of paved out and it, it's very fixed and they have, you know, very strict rules, what you can do, who you speak to, da da da. So right. I, I'm more like a free spirit, I think. So I wanted to try something else. So I tried, you know, things like, uh, you know, setting, my own, setting up my own companies in areas that interest me. And have a lot of different interests, but you know, fashion mm-hmm. was one of them, mm-hmm. and things like this. So I've kind of done a lot of different things, and that sort of took me into different places. Um, yeah. How did all those experiences uh, lead you to crypto? Like, what made you jump to the crypto world? Yes. So I mean, I think for you know, for everyone, uh, it's you know, the famous story of the, of, of the rabbit hole. For me, it was mm-hmm. um, so I had a background in finance, and and uh, I think by spirit, I'm a bit like I don't necessarily like authority very much um i don't like being told what to do and i think a lot of yeah. crypto crypto people have that thing they have the libertarian thing you know mm. um and i first heard an interview on, on the joe rogan experience um with the andreas Antonopoulos. I, mm. I don't know how many thousands of people he brought into bitcoin but you know i heard it was like a two or three hour interview he just, he just broke it down uh what is bitcoin and, and for me it just clicked instantly you know like on um not not on, not on a on a technical level. I didn't read the white paper. I didn't, but, but you know when he explained it, you know, it. I just kind of saw the vision. You know, I see okay. where this is leading. It like yeah, it was obvious right. to me. It's obvious. And then sort of you go deeper and deeper, and you kind of get more interested. I've, I've always been interested in tech, computers, finance, and this these things. And you know, being a free spirit, you know, all these things come together in crypto. You know, I think you know it's political, it's philosophical, it's it's crypto. You know, it's it's, it's tech. It's so many different things, and it, it goes to the heart of like the you know the power structure of society. So it's it's like such a crazy, it's a beast of of a, of a thing. So I think it just sucks in so many people. And yeah, definitely, it definitely draws you, you in, right? Get rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it was yeah. Joe Rogan. So you were listening to Joe Rogan. It's not like you came across the white paper or heard <laughs> about Bitcoin, the the pizza story. You basically that that was what drew you in. Yes, yeah, exactly. He's pretty convincing. <laughs> he yeah. is. You know, and, and I think some people you could hear, you know, when he speaks, it's very, you know, you know, you can kind of hear that, you know, you can you could uh, you could pick up the truth, you know, and he, he he puts it very eloquently. Like I don't understand, you know, after people, you know, if after hear Andreas Olympus, which I don't understand how you can walk away and not be yeah. totally fascinated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I don't right. how can some people not get it? Yeah. Even some tech people. That you know they don't get it, or, or finance people. How can you not understand this? So I think mm. either you truly don't understand because I don't mm. know you you lack a vision or whatever. I mean, because a lot of smart people that don't get it, you know. So I, I, I sometimes struggle. So either they're not they're being dishonest by by you know because they have other sort of um, agendas, so they don't. It's not in the interest to you know. So they might be lying or something. But I think if you understand crypto and Bitcoin, you you have to be you have to be on team Bitcoin. I think. Yeah, I, I think it's difficult because you mentioned if you're in the corporate rat race, right? I think it's difficult sometimes to see it when you're in there. When you're when you leave and when you're your own sort of independent, you know, when you're when you're working independently, like you said, you know, you're not you're not answering to authority or just you're sort of in charge of your own self-actualization, right? I, I think some some people just don't can't see it, don't see it, just 
maybe maybe get influenced by the propaganda that it's a scam. So I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think it's it's hard to to not have that element of doubt and say, hmm, maybe there's something here, right? So, but but given all Definitely. that, yeah, given all that. So then, how did you? Okay, you've tried different things. So I guess why did you decide to work with Blockstream? Right. So, well, um, you know, so first I started, like you mentioned, um, you know, I was working for as a consultant for for um, at the you know uh, a go- a go- governmental um, services in Shanghai. So I'm, I'm Norwegian. So um, I worked for the Norwegian ah. Consulate General there. You know, for the commercial section, I was you know on, on the business side helping Norwegian companies um, come to, to to China and to Shanghai, do market mm-hmm. research, be sort of the connecting mm-hmm. link between China and Norway. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and that's really cool because it's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's very interesting to me. That's why I also moved to Shanghai, you know, it's, it's an adventure. It's the new wild of west. Course. It's the wild east, you know, where all the opportunities are for an entrepreneur. I moved there because I thought, oh, my, that's amazing. Like I have to go to China. Mm-hmm. This is the new thing. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, and then I worked for the government there. Uh, so even though it's kind of cool, it was it was commercial. It was like uh, consulting oriented and stuff like that. Yeah, I was still in the government structure, you know. And I quickly saw like, man, like how the governments work, you know. Yeah. And I, you know, it, it's like this whole man. There's so many like let's not even go into that rabbit hole. But but I saw a lot of issues there. Yeah, and, that's a whole different story. I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's not even go there. Um, mm. Let's focus on the positive side on the solution, which is crypto. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So then, you know, I, I, you know, and again, like when you go into the rabbit hole, you, you kind of get more and more into it. You'll get more and more passionate, the more you read, the more interested you are. And then at some point I thought, man, like, okay, so I worked for the government. I also had my own company that I was running. Mm. So I had like those mm. two things that I was doing. And then I, I found crypto and, and Bitcoin. I thought, man, this is, this is much more important. You know, I have to, I have to dedicate myself to this. Mm. And so I applied for, for a job at the BTCC, BTC China which was mm-hmm, one of the three mm-hmm. big exchanges in, 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 in China. Uh, mm. And um, that's how it started, basically. And, and um, you know, once... Wait, so BTCC crypto, was, sorry, B- BTCC mm-hmm. was after the government, the, the position? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I transitioned from, from the consulate to BTC China. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so um, you've you've really you've really discovered the bureaucratic, the corporate, the self-independent entrepreneurial and... And then crypto. <laughs> I think crypto yes, is like exactly. Its own so I've been like very, exactly, very professional, mm-hmm. uh, international uh, companies, um, and then being an entrepreneur, doing everything myself, and then being working for government, and then going to crypto. To, so I like so I've been into a lot of different industries, and, and yeah, a lot of different levels. So, and now Blockstream, right? So and now Blockstream. Yes. So like the reason I think the question is well, like why did I, you know, how, mm. what, what led me to Blockstream and why Blockstream now? Um, right. I also worked for another company called Ballet, which is a crypto um, um, company that uh, that uh, develops uh, and sells uh, physical hardware wallets. Um, that was Bobby mm-hmm. Lee. He was the CEO, co-founder of BTC China as well. So I was, uh, you know, I was helping him to set up that company, and I transitioned to Blockstream because, um, you know, like. I think it's all about the people um, and and sort of how they think and what they do. And if you look at, look at the crypto space, um, and you look at all the different companies, and there's so many different companies now that are doing different things. Mm-hmm. But I I, I, I want to help Bitcoin. I want to help Bitcoin succeed. That's mm-hmm. for me important. And so if, mm-hmm. if I look at all the different companies in the crypto space, you know, Blockstream, I think, really sticks out for many reasons. Mm-hmm. The first reason is being, is being the people. I mean, there's... There's, you know, legends, obviously you have Adam Back, which is you know, right. like legendary, you know, cypherpunk, right. 
Yeah, and he has speaks like for deep, itself. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, he, his philosophy is, I think, is very important to me, like the morals. Mm. And mm. they're in it for Bitcoin. You know, they're really trying to do the hard work that other people may not want to do. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have other people like, you know, uh, Gregory Maxwell. Uh, he doesn't work for anymore. He is the CTO. Peter Woolley, mm -hmm. um, you know, Andrew Polstra, Christian Decker, you know, all these people. And Samson, mm -hmm. I used to work with Samson Mao at BTCC as well. So, you know, he works for me as the CSO there. And um, so, so number one is the people, you know, I really wanted to, well, first of all, it's, it's the, you know, how I want to dedicate my time and energy, you know, to help Bitcoin. Where can I best right. do that? So for me, that was Blockstream. Right. Because of right. the people there and the morals, their their alignment to to, to to the Bitcoin ethos, and also what they're developing. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you look at the products that Blockstream have, it you know it's it's really it's you know it's it's pretty insane. It's uh, it's yeah. true like yes. Yeah, well, actually, talk to us about that. So Blockstream's focus is, well, one of is the development of the Bitcoin network, just like what you've alluded to. Um, yeah, talk to us more about that. Yeah, so, so I think you know a lot of um, a lot of companies in the crypto space they they sort of uh, um, use the Bitcoin network, you know, they see mm -hmm. it as, as a sort of a finished product, and they 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 plug into it and they they just sort of um, use or exploit it, uh, not exploit it in a negative way, and just saying like they're you know they're they're Bitcoin exchanges, um, they build tech. But they're not necessarily sort of promoting the infrastructure of Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is a network. I mean, Bitcoin is two things. It's it's the it's a token and then it's a network. Mm -hmm. So so Blockstream, I think, really sticks out because they're uh, and they also call themselves a Bitcoin infrastructure company. So they're Bitcoin, Blockstream is really trying to improve the network of Bitcoin to make it better. You know, mm -hmm. to do the hard mm -hmm. lifting. You know, to build the roads, um, not sure. just use the roads. You know, mm -hmm. so so I think that that's the first thing that sticks out. So some of the products that they do, and also number two, like they're a conglomerate, meaning they're in in some of the different sectors of the industry. You know, um, it's really insane. So they do you know like mining, uh, mm -hmm. and also within the mining sector, they do a lot of different things and have a lot of huge plans for the future as well. We have a whole new sort of finance arm where we're looking at um, you know how to create new new finance finance products that sort of bridge crypto and traditional finance. Mm -hmm. We have um, wallets, you know. So we have uh, we have three different wallets. We have Aqua, which is a very simple Bitcoin or liquid uh, wallet mm -hmm. that is sort of built for everyone. It's very easy to use. It's it's super simple. You, you know, you can uh, you can sort of onboard very easily. The UI uh, it's very intuitive. Uh, you don't have to be an expert. You can sort of buy crypto using a credit card. So it's very easy from your from your, for beginners. And that is Blockstream Green, which is sort of a super advanced. Um, a Bitcoin wallet would have a lot of features that is more for experts uh, and it supports Bitcoin and Liquid. And then there's Blockstream Jade, which is a hardware wallet. Uh, it's like an open source a wallet. So, you know, so they have three different wallets. Um, and then obviously we have, uh, I think we'll probably talk more about that, but Liquid, which it's a Bitcoin sidechain. Yeah, definitely. And they're also working that, on Lightning. Right? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, Lightning. Mm -hmm. um, so they're working on uh, Lightning uh, implementation as well. And then we have a block explorer. I'm um, also a liquid explorer. And then there's a Blockstream satellite, which is again, you know, a pretty pretty crazy product. Um, yeah. There's yeah. So a lot of different. So so I can if you want I can I can mention a little bit more about the satellite product. Sure. Um, yeah. Definitely. I mean. Yeah. So so again, that sort of also comes into the into the ethos of the of the founders and, and people at the company, which is you know. How do we make Bitcoin stronger? Mm. And so the satellite is is a is a, is literally a satellite network, you know, that that 
that orbits the earth 24 seven. Yeah. I think that's crazy. And you have your own satellite network. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. So it's not so science fiction it. anymore. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not, it sounds science fiction, but it's actually real. Yeah. And, and it, it may sound like, Oh, that's nice to have, but it's not really important, but it, but it's very important to, to help the Bitcoin network uh, become more re resilient uh, mm -hmm. against attacks, against uh, aggressive nation states, you know, mm -hmm. in a country where, you know, where the government, you know, has the ability to shut down internet access or of in course. times of war, you know, you, yeah. it's, it's important to have redundancy. So if you, if you use the Bitcoin, um, the, the blockchain satellite network, you have the ability to actually update your node and keep your node in sync um, and read Bitcoin, the Bitcoin blockchain via satellites so basically what you'll have is um is a sort of a, a, a usb receiver and a satellite antenna that you can buy from us like those are you know physical hardware mm -hmm. and just using those things you can you can hook up to the bitcoin network without actually having to have an internet connection wow um yeah so it's like you know it's making bitcoin stronger more redundant uh, more access accessible um so that's one so who you gets know, that's to, very who, who hard gets to do yeah, who, who gets to choose? Uh, how, who gets to choose to shut off the satellite? Then it, this is all blockstream. I mean, you said okay, you know, uh, in terms yeah, of governments, so, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm just interested yeah, how this to, is going to play out because more and more probably there's just going to be more and more satellites going up, right? So, um, yes, you know, yeah. who who's the then owner have, of like, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have like you mentioned, so you have Elon Musk as well, you know, with this, um, of course. Yeah. Star, Starlink, you know, there's there's more things coming sure. up. I'm also hearing yesterday Jeff Bezos and Captain Kirk. He went into outer space um, uh, yeah. for the first time, and, and there's a lot of things happening obviously there. So I think that's you know with, with time it's going to be more satellites um, and, and things like this. But and again, like it, this is something that we're not making a lot of money on. It's very mm -hmm. difficult to do, but it's helpful for Bitcoin. It's like the public infrastructure of Bitcoin. You know, it's difficult to build the roads. It's easy mm -hmm. to drive on the roads once you have a car, but, but so 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 this is a, a, a also again a reason why I think blockstream is uh, is pretty amazing because they do these very difficult things that is helpful from Bitcoin that other people can't or won't do because mm -hmm. it doesn't you know have an instant ROI or something like that you know mm -hmm. um, yeah so so yeah that's, that's the satellites and then what, so what else what else can you take us through well there is um, there is something called um, uh, blockstream data services. Mm -hmm. Or also called the cryptocurrency data feed, which is um, it's a partnership between Blockstream and and ICE. ICE is ICE is um, an acronym for inter intercontinental exchange. So they're mm -hmm. like a leading provider to a tr a traditional finance, um, and so they actually own and operate um, twelve exchanges globally, including the New York Stock Exchange. Um, okay, and so they have data services where you know, like they provide um, institutions with 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 financial data and uh, traditionally mm -hmm. they have not uh, given access you know have had any cryptocurrency parts but mm -hmm. we i think it was 2018 i mean i've just been with blockchain for about two months so i don't know all the history but sure I think sure sure 2018 uh where basically blockchain we 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 take data from cryptocurrency uh, data from multiple sources exchanges mm -hmm. and we 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 clean up process and analyze this data and then mm -hmm. we we send it to to ICE, and then they uh, will then um, give that data to their institutional clients. So it's basically it's like you know, basically like um, providing uh, reliable crypto data to institutions that need reliable data. Because a lot of the you know a lot of the 
in the, in the crypto world, you know, you have a lot of different exchanges. So, so what are the prices, you know, like how to figure out what is the, the true price of Bitcoin at any time? You know, there's a lot of exchanges. Right. There's a lot of, right. yeah, a lot of, a lot of things going on there. Uh, what is real volume? What is fake? And things like that. So, so blockchain is sort of helping to, to, you know, bring So this is definitely, yeah, this is more yeah. transparent. Are you, yeah. so this is Blockstream data services you mentioned. Um, yes. Do you, is there anyone else on the market with the exact same service? I mean, there, there must be other ones or, um, yeah. So, yeah. So there are, um, I think, I mean, so, so, you know, you know, people have, so the exchanges, they sort of provide the data for free. Most of them, you know, like the, the crypto mm -hmm. exchanges, they have the APIs where you can just literally just plug into their data and, 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 and use the data. Um, mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. if you're, you know, professional trader, you have software, you know, trading software, you, you just, you know, plug into the API so, you, so, that, so that your software uses the data from the exchange. So you can do that voluntarily. Um, but, but, you know, the, the hard quote unquote work is to sort of clean everything up and, mm. and make sure that uh, you have redundancy in the data as well. You know, because so, sometimes when exchange it, data shuts down, there's an interruption or there's, you know, um, you know, shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, of course. So you can't trust the data, you know. So, 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 so Blockstream literally like takes, uh, you know, a lot of the data and sort of adds a layer, uh, you know, or, or of our analytics uh, mm -hmm. part, you know. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so, so that because we have the experience in the crypto uh, field and we have, we have all the engineers who are able to do this. Um, so there are some competitors. You and again, you can get the data for free, but mm -hmm. ICE being the the you know the entity that it is that it plays in the traditional financial world and they mm -hmm. are and they need reliable uh proper data quote unquote you know so so mm -hmm. this is what blockchain does we, we take the data and we sort of we make it institutional we, we make sure. it wall street ready from the crazy crypto world into wall street so that's mm -hmm. our sort of um strength in that case it's ex extremely relevant right it's becoming more and more relevant so yeah Okay, so you and we see a lot of growth in that product, a lot of growth, and those, you know the, the traditional institutions they want more and more data, you know more coins. I was, yeah, I was just gonna comment, like right? Mm -hmm. So they're actually they they are the ones also coming to you for that. They want more data. Is is that how it's working now? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So so ICE is um is sort of it's, it's sort of the. Um, ICE is sort of selling the, uh, you know, being the interface to the institutions. You know, institutions yes. don't, they don't come directly to blockchain, but if they do, we just we just hand them off to to, to ICE because they, you know, they already have in place all the structure um, for the for the traditional financial data. Mm -hmm, uh, you know, mm -hmm, so they have mm -hmm. all the connections there. We don't have connections necessarily to you know, all the all the different uh, companies institutions in the traditional financial world. We bridge it. You know, we bridge the crypto world with institutions. Mm -hmm. You know, so yes, ICE and, yes. and blockchain does that together. So this corporation, you know, it's sort of it's helping traditional finance, to, you know, to be able to to look into crypto in in a, in a sort of more clear and regulated way. Let's say definitely. So blockstream data services, satellites. I mean, you're definitely diversified. <laughs> um, you mentioned yeah. Lightning and Liquid. Maybe we'll touch upon that later. You talked about the wallet, finance. What about um, what about mining? How is it with Blockstream? Like, do you, and also just, just, just because also you've been in China and you, you, you also follow regarding mining and maybe China's ban on mining. What does it mean for you? What does it mean for Blockstream? Yeah. Do you mind like, more? Do you mind less? It's fantastic. It's fantastic. 
thank you, thank you for for the mining ban, China. So, so I mean, basically, <laughs> what it is is that you know, I, I understand it as well. Like you know, again, like the reason why why blockchain set up mining it wasn't necessarily because oh hey, we're going to make all this money to mine yeah. Bitcoin. Uh, it was because you know we need to decentralize the hash rate. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and specifically uh, as the situation is or, or or used to be at least, it was China that had the most miners, obviously. So blockstream set up this um, the mining service to help to 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 create alternatives. You know, mm-hmm. number one to the the production of ASIC miners, and number two, um, the mining pools, the software, uh, and also the distribution of, of of the actual mining. You know, so so when when China now sort of sort of you know to to clamp down on mining for us it's great for you it's I think great it's also good for, yeah yeah for blockstream and also for bitcoins and since blockstream is aligned with bitcoin it's great for both of us you know mm-hmm. since now you know we kind of get a, a bigger slice of the pie because we actually right. do like we have various things we do in within mining space so mm-hmm. number one is that we do it's called proprietary mining so prop mining so we actually okay. mine bitcoins ourselves blockstream owns and operates uh you know asic miners and we earn you know we earn money for the company by mining ourselves so just in this, you know, since all the Chinese money shut down, we get a bigger, our hash rate, you know, as, as a percentage of the network grows. So right. we earn more money on this. So it's, it's so in that sense, it's great. Uh, it's it's great because um, the the hash rate is moved away from China. So it, it becomes more decentralized. Sure. So, so I think this whole thing was not a problem. Uh, it's wonderful. And also it's another thing. It's like, if, if you're smart in Bitcoin, any bad news is good news because we know long-term <laughs> Bitcoin sure. will go up. We yeah. know this. We know this. So yeah. if you're yeah. good news, bad news is good news. So you know, mm. every time you hear this, this all this 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 media PR frenzy thing, oh, there's a problem. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, da, 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 da. it's wonderful because you buy the dip. You, mm. It means you get a discount on Bitcoin. So it's fantastic. It's it's great mm. for Bitcoin. It's great for Blockstream. It's great for all the Bitcoin holders. <laughs> if you panic sell, it's 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 you know it's not good. But then you know then. That's, yeah, that's which is what most m- most sort of newbies and investors do, um, just psychologically. Yeah. But but so interesting. So you, you mentioned proprietary mining, and what else within the blockstream ecosystem? In I guess within the mining topic, um, yeah. what about what about what about renewables? Um, are yeah. you then renewable energy? Are you in this? Are you following it? Are you implementing it? How do you yes. stand with that? Absolutely. So, I mean, let me uh, let me ask that question. But first, let me sort of take a step back and then sort of say a little more or what we're doing. So, so mentioned sure. proprietary mining. That's one thing. We also mm-hmm. do miner hosting, also called colocation mm-hmm. services. Mm-hmm. So, so, so basically, so imagine you know if if you want to get exposure to Bitcoin mining, you know it's fairly complicated because you have to. You have to know number one. You have to understand the miners, the, the hardware. You know which miner do you mm-hmm. buy, which is most efficient. And mm-hmm. you, you should buy at scale. You know, the more you buy, the better. So, so there are economies of scale by by mining Bitcoin. You should also mm-hmm. have connections that helps. You know, to the the producers. You should have fast delivery, so it doesn't. You know, so, so basically, from when you buy the miners to when you receive the miners and plug them in, it should be fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should have cheap electricity. You should have a stable electricity supply. You should have a safe facility where you store them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's maintenance involved. There's upgrading. If a miner fails, you have to repair it. You have to have the software to run it. Um, do you join a mining pool? You know, there's all these different things. So, so, so to to really get exposure to to fixed income of mining, the mining revenue, it's it's very complicated. Um, mm-hmm. So we have uh, miner hosting, collocation services, where we basically 
provide reliable infrastructure, secure facilities, and a software management platform. So mm. you just, wow. you know, you, we either can help even help you buy miners or you can just, you know, send your miners to us and then we'll plug them in. You, you'll get our software, everything. That's um, a great system. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it sort of helps more people to get into mining without be, having right. to be an expert in all these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's another thing we do. Uh, we also have a new product called um, Modular Mining Unit or MMU. Okay. Um, so this is this is basically um, you know let's say you um, you you operate and run a power plant mm-hmm. uh, or a facility where you basically uh, you're in the business of, of generating energy and supply electricity to to the to the grid. Mm-hmm. Um, so the there you know obviously this is difficult. There are issues involved in that as well because you're uh, if you run. Um, let's say renewable energy, like you do, you do wind or hydro, stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, or solar, your your energy production is not constant because it depends on nature. Sure, right? sure. And also the, the grid demand is also um, not constant. So there, mm-hmm. there will be times when you have, let's say, you have too much electricity produced or too mm-hmm. little. Of course. So there's, and, and times when you have too much energy produced, you have excess energy electricity production versus the demand right. so what you can do then you can either store it you know which right. i guess which is what doing with the power walls you know like you know or you can just waste it which a, a lot of um power companies they do simply right it's, that's always been a know, problem right exactly mm. uh, or now with bitcoin you could convert the ele- electrical energy into monetary energy you know you can just convert it to money which hasn't been possible before. Like Bitcoin, no. you plug a Bitcoin miner in and you literally convert electrical energy to monetary energy. You know, it's it's like it, for me, it's like um, if you imagine that you have um, you, you 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 suffer a wound. You know, you cut your finger on a, with a knife or something like that, and, and you start okay. to bleed. Yeah. So there's yeah. a there's a leak. You know, blood is running out. So what do you right. do? You put a bandaid on. And, of and course. The, human, the body, even you know, the body coagulates. Mm-hmm. It wants to 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 clog the leak, and and if you have a power plant that produces too much energy, it's it's like a leak. You know, you have all this energy that's leaking out. So you, you take right. a Bitcoin miner, kind of like the um, analogy of the of the bandaid, and you you plug the Bitcoin miner into the energy, and you fix the leak, and you convert that wasted energy into money and that also also helps the overall financial finances of the power plant you know sometimes if you want to set up um you want to set up let's say a renewable fast about renewable energy um Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and we also have a project there actually that we're doing with square but let's say you you know you're setting up um uh, power plants um let's say renewable because that's you know that's important that now that we move to sustainable energy production of course of course um, then you know, it, yeah. so you set up a power plant, mm-hmm. and then you have to figure out the PNL and you know, the finances. You know, because you have to have investors, and you have to show a positive ROI over the next X years. Sure. And if you have a Bitcoin miner as an as an added, let's say, product, it it could help to to overall increase the overall profitability of the renewable energy farm, which helps people to build more renewable energy farms because it's 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 an added way to earn more money 
to increase the revenue and profitability. So Bitcoin will help um, to facilitate and to and for more renewable energy facilities to be built. Um, which is ironic, right? So, sorry yeah. to intervene, exactly. which is ironic no, because no. it's always been the criticism that, you know, Bitcoin and mining and it's it's such a, it drains yeah. so much energy and it, you know, you know we, we heard of and read about all the statistics of, you know, the amount of energy that Bitcoin wastes is, I don't know, the size of X country, et cetera, et cetera. But ironically, um, it sounds like, I mean, in theory, this, this all sounds perfect because you can apply this to other, I mean, to anything else that, like you said, leaks energy, right? I'm just, for yeah. me, this is a super interesting topic because I'm trying to technically understand it's, it sounds perfect, you know, in practice, how does yeah. that, how does that actually work? It's a great question. Easy to make an Excel sheet and, and, and prove that, you know. So since you asked about that, and that goes into your other question too about renewables. So we actually have a we have a partnership um, that was announced uh, announced pretty recently with Square. So you know Square, Jack Dorsey, right. Twitter, you know, Jack yes, Dorsey, Square Square. Yeah. So so basically we have a partnership there. Uh, and again, like Jack Dorsey, you know, he's he's very his 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 philosophy, you know, is also aligned very much with blockchain um, and Bitcoin, mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we have to talk about that. So, mm -hmm. so Square, we have an open partnership with Square, where Square invests five million dollars in the facility. Mm -hmm. So, a hundred percent. So, it's a concept to make a hundred percent renewable uh, Bitcoin mining facility at scale. Wow, um, so, that's yeah, an exactly. aggressive. So, I mean, that's like a to yes. keep. <laughs> so, it's basically to show. So blockchain mm -hmm. will provide infrastructure and, and expertise to build and manage the, the project because you know mm -hmm. we already as I mentioned we, we already have the infrastructure in terms of mining and also the, mm -hmm. the people. Um, so so and it's you know so this whole project is going to be open open source. So everyone can read, everyone can mm -hmm. see mm -hmm. uh, the ROI. We're going to make make it public and yeah, and they're designed to be scalable. Um, so so mm -hmm. you can add the capacity you know at will. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna we're gonna build a, a dashboard which is really accessible, showing like real time metrics of the project's performance. You know, like power output, uh, Bitcoin's mine, and we're gonna have like a real world uh, use case um, or case study of how you know you'll set up 100% renewable Bitcoin mine. Um, so that's something we do to address wow. the practicality, like you mentioned. Wow. So that's really cool as well. Yeah, very much. Is is this so? Is this already? getting implemented or is this just in in beginning stages yeah so uh this is uh, i don't work directly on the project but uh, okay right, right. Understand, like sure. it's being it's being uh developed now and uh it will be done so that's not the thing about blockchain we do so many different things I was, we're, we're yeah, moving yeah. so fast i mean here's another example we we recently announced um that uh we were uh, we will start making our own uh asic uh, miners so oh. so um so basically we were also in the mining space uh start to make our own on miners we will produce hardware mm -hmm. um so in this context we also had a had a recently another announcement uh where we um acquired a company called Sp uh spondylis uh okay. where the spondylis team they will um they're sort of a asic designer mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they will become part of blockchain they're going to set up a division called uh, blockchain ASIC, um, and they will lead the development there of how of designing new ASIC um, uh, miners, and we're going to also produce them. 
So a lot of things happening. Mm-hmm. When you mentioned, sorry, when you mentioned ASIC miners, just for like the average listener, um, what does ASIC mean? Yeah, that's an application-specific integrated circuit. So it, it's, uh, it's, okay. a specific, <laughs> it's a specific, it's a specific um, Bitcoin hardware um, okay. that is the chip that is designed to do one very specific thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so so before the ASICs, you know, you you, you used to mine Bitcoin on on like a CPU, you know, just like a normal computer. Right. It got okay. more, more competitive. So eventually, you know, companies started to, as the price of Bitcoin rose, it's, they started to produce their own, you know, actual dedicated hardware to solve this this uh, these mathematical problems to mm-hmm. mine for Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So these ASICs were developed, um, and they're getting, yeah, getting better yeah. and better and faster and faster. And, and mm-hmm. the, the the calculations, how do you make how do you make a miner that is mm-hmm. can like have a very high hash rate can like solve this puzzle very very fast many many mm-hmm. times and that that uses very very little um energy so so mm-hmm. it's a, kind of like a race and that's another um that's another part of the puzzle uh that is important for bitcoin mining so also in addition to most of the hashing power being in china or, or used to be in china a lot mm-hmm. of the production of the asics are also made there you know and in, in, in china and taiwan so they're dominating but but companies there. So so Blockstream also joining the race to actually design and produce ASICs is also another important part um, and on the road to greater decentralization for Bitcoin. And again, it's a well, very difficult thing to do, you know. So um yeah. But we're taking it on. But you're all in. <laughs> it sounds like you're yes. all in. I mean, you guys yeah. you really you you're really um you're really diversified and really covered um you're covering all the different sort of aspects and so you've got the mining um renewables which is like a obviously it's a big topic important topic now and um where where are you positioned in all this so you're a business develop you're a biz dev director um what do you oversee like what are your tasks where do you where do you collaborate Exactly. So I work with uh, so Samson is my boss. Um, he's the chief strategy officer at Blockstream. And oh, so he's your boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Samson is, is my sort of director here. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like I mentioned, we have all these different things. We have we have, we have the wallets, we have mm-hmm. the Explorer, we have the satellites, we have the crypto data feed. We have the we didn't even talk about the, the lightning, uh, sea lightning implementation. We have uh, liquid. We didn't even talk about. We have. Mm-hmm. Uh, mining which is, has all these different sub branches yeah. uh liquid network and you know so we have a lot of different things uh, and and in addition to that we have you know it's blockstream is very research heavy you know some of the, a lot of the people uh working in blockstream they're doing deep research you know they're trying to in addition to 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 doing all the satellites and everything and and, and the physical um infrastructure the designing of the asics we mm-hmm. also have a lot of software developers obviously yeah, uh, I was just going to ask. Deep I mean, research. Mm, yeah, so, so, must, so basically... Must be developer heavy. Yeah, the, where very, are you? Very developer <laughs> heavy, very research heavy. Sure. Um, so we have a lot of divisions. So it's it's a bit... Uh, it's also segment. But I mostly work on Liquid. Um, this is development. So so partnerships, mm-hmm. uh, imagining uh, new visioning, where this where it can go. Uh, talking to... I talk to a lot of companies that are interested in crypto. So mm-hmm. both cryptocurrency companies that want to work with Blockstream because we have, you know, we have a lot of different products that they see fits. Um, and also companies from the traditional industry um, that, that are wanting to sort of get a taste of, of crypto and want to understand. 
and and mm-hmm. a lot of conversation was around liquid because liquid has a lot of capabilities in a lot of different things. So so my my role at Stream is basically to to imagine the future, uh, help our teams coordinate as well uh, to figure out what port this should be, and or basically sell or 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 evangelize mm-hmm. our existing product. Mm-hmm. Um, you know to to industry. Uh, crypto that's industry a good way to... the traditional industry. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to say evangelize. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, a lot of things, I think one um, kind of wear different hats in the company as well. And, and so, yeah. So you you mentioned Liquid. Um, so t- uh, tell us about Liquid. Or, yes. or is there anything before that we want to mention? But I mean, you 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 said that you you deal with it directly. Um, yes. Um, well, since well, actually, uh, let, let, let me. Um, so, so we have another thing. Um, so this ties into liquids. Uh, it, it also ties into into mining. So, so maybe it's a good place to start. So, uh, it, okay. so Blockstream also recently uh, set up a new division called Blockstream Finance, mm-hmm. which is a whole new right. division dedicated to to look on financial products. Mm-hmm. Because you know, we have on one hand we have the traditional financial industry with all their you know, products and, and, and services and, and, and things um, that have been existing for many, many years. And you have the crypto industry where, you know, we're kind of building new things. We're replicating the traditional products and we're also improving them. We're cutting out mm-hmm. middlemen and we're inventing new financial products that are mm-hmm. just simply better, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're mm-hmm. also bridging the, the crypto world with the financial world. So, mm-hmm. so we set up Blockstream Finance, which is sort of dedicated to looking at, you know, what can we do um, in the intersection between traditional finance and crypto, or just playing a crypto space to develop new cool mm-hmm. products. Mm-hmm. So, so the first product there, it's called uh, Blockstream Mining Note, or BMN. Okay. Short, um, and this is like a super interesting product. Where so again, like like I mentioned, we have the collocations where we help. You know, we, we make mining simpler for you know. Because we take care of all the, a lot of difficult issues, you know, faced to, for people wanting to to set up mining facilities and, and get exposure to Bitcoin mining. Mm-hmm. So, so collocation services is, is one way. Um, uh, BMM is a, is a different way. So BMM is allows anyone via a financial service or actually mm-hmm. yeah a, f- a financial product to get exposure to Bitcoin mining. So, so how does it work? So, so basically. Um, a, a investor can invest in the BMM, and one BMM equals two thousand terahashes per second of hashing hashing power, basically. So, so one BMM. So BMM is a so token BMM is a on token. the liquid network. Yeah, yeah it's a token okay. on the issued okay. on the liquid network, and mm-hmm. one token represents a certain amount of hashing power, and and. So, so I think in the first tranche, um, basically where we started to sell the BMNs to to investors, it, mm-hmm. it cost 200,000 200, euros. So you pay two hundred thousand euros. So mm-hmm. you know you just have to be a person that owns two hundred thousand euros, um, and and to be um, yeah to be be an investor, uh, accredited investor. Then you mm-hmm. buy one BMM, mm-hmm. and one BMM. Uh, equals 2000 terahashes of hashing power that will hash for three years that will mine bitcoin for three years on the bitcoin okay okay yeah 
So, so it's it's actually it's a registered securable uh, security mm-hmm. that is uh, also mm-hmm. transferable between qualified investors. So you 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 buy the BMM, uh, it equals X amount of hashing power. This 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 hashing power, it's a physical it's a physical ASIC miner that mines for Bitcoin. That yes. Bitcoin over three years, this this Bitcoin is sent to a a, um, a cold uh, a wallet, a Bitcoin wallet, into cold mm-hmm. storage, and at the expiration after three years, you will get the Bitcoins mined from the BMM. So so, so basically. Yeah, yeah. So in summary, me, it's, it's tokenizing hash power, and it it's, and it allows right, okay. any investor to get exposure to Bitcoin mining without having to actually buy the miner, the miner, without actually having to, you know, be an expert in this field. So we're we're literally like tokenizing Bitcoin hash power using the using the Litecoin network and using our mining infrastructure. Tokenizing, right? Okay. So let me play a little devil, devil's advocate here. So. Yes. So the ins- what would be the, the incentive? Okay, I know you talked about the holding it for three years and, and the ROI, but why not just hold Bitcoin then? Like, what's the incentive to to hold the BMN token? Yeah, it's, it's a great question that a lot of people ask that. So, well, so if so if you if you buy Bitcoin, um, you know you you have an incentive to make Bitcoin better. And to, part- to participate, and, and one aspect of doing that is to participate in the in the in the mining space, which helps mm-hmm. improve the security of the Bitcoin network. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you look historically, mining has actually been a very good complement to actually just buying buying Bitcoin and holding Bitcoin uh, right. because it has lower lower volatility of returns. Right. And you know, and you know, and so basically, if if you for the ROI aspect, so like, if, so if if I hold BTC, if I'm a Bitcoin holder. I already have Bitcoin. Why would I? Why would I now convert my Bitcoin to Euro, invest the Euros in the BMM, mm. and then get Bitcoins mined? So that mm. depends. So, so if you know, so yeah, then you have to look at the at the Bitcoin network, the overall Bitcoin network, and you have to you have to predict how much you know the, the hashing power associated with the BMM is mm-hmm. able to 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 mine. So since you know it's interesting because we you know we, we launched li- recently this product it's, it's been a great success by the way uh, the every so we release um, the BMN and tranches mm-hmm. because actually you know we can't scale it infinitely because a BMN is represented by physical you know ASIC miners so every time we release new BMNs they have to be you know it has to be corresponding physical hardware behind it to back it up so you know right. we can't just like print. Okay. Um, so for now, the people buying the BMM, you know, I think they're, um, I think after one year, um, mm-hmm. they have been already paid back to Bitcoins. So so year two and three is just like free profit because the, the mm-hmm. hashing power mines more Bitcoin than the Bitcoin itself if you just were to just hold the Bitcoin. Um, okay. So if you go okay. to, from Bitcoin into BMM, you have to look at the, the hashing power of the overall Bitcoin network, and you have to sort of be able to predict what will the hash mm-hmm. power of the Bitcoin network be for the future. Will the BMM be able to to mine more Bitcoin than the Bitcoin needed to invest in the BMM? That's why you have to think about. Mm. If you go from fiat, if you're a traditional you know investor that doesn't own Bitcoin, you just hold fiat. You have to look yeah. at the hashing power of the Bitcoin network, and you have to look at the Bitcoin price in addition, you know, because your alternative is euros or you know. So sure. so it's an interesting product, and it's fixed income, you know, because it. You know, it, it literally gives you like quote unquote dividends. It gives you yeah, it gives you a fixed amount. Mind. Sure, 
Sure. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a, it's a cool product. Um, um, we're able. It's a unique product. We're able to do it because of you know because of our modern infrastructure and things like that. So that's a very cool thing. Um, so I need to get some BMN. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but it, it's hard to get though. That's the thing, you know, because we can't just like again, we can't just print it. So we have to. Um, yeah. We have to release it in tranches, we call them, or, or you can call them batches. Right, what you mentioned. You know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and they're sold out. Like, I think last batch what, that was um, was even like this week, we, we had a batch and it was sold out. Um, like two oh, minutes. so these batches sell out. That's how, that's also out. how it works. Yeah, it, it, it's so much demand. We, like, we, can't, we, can't, we can't produce enough. So we keep mm. expanding. So, so, so yeah, so I think this, this, this BMN is, is like, a, it's, it's a unique revolutionary product. Sure. That combines Bitcoin, mining, and exposure to, to traditional accredited investors. And it's Great. a unique, yeah. it's a product that gives you unique exposure. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a, that's a cool thing. Yeah. And it uses liquid. No, so, yeah. So talk to us about liquid and um, talk to us about liquid and also, yeah. and AMP. I also saw what is, what is AMP um, or what is liquid and what are they, what are the main benefits Et cetera, et cetera. Talk to us about that. Yes. So, um, as I mentioned, um, BMN is a token on the liquid network. So, so, what is liquid and what, what does it exist? Why does it right. exist? Right. So, you know, um, and again, like everything blockchain does, is to support Bitcoin. So, so, Bitcoin is, you know, we all we all know and love Bitcoin for what it does, for all, for, for all the properties that it has. Uh, now, of course, Bitcoin has some shortcomings. You know, I mean, Bitcoin is, a, is, is, uh, is an entity in constant flux it's an evolving being you know it's an evolutionary mm -hmm. being but it you know keeps getting better and stronger through the network and also through the software itself you know the the, mm -hmm. the, the bitcoin code is being updated and, and improved mm -hmm. so bitcoin today is much better than the bitcoin 10 years ago mm -hmm. like we all know um so but there's something so bitcoin today it's fairly expensive to send i'm mean, like my microtransaction it's going to be it's a bit slow uh, and it's mm -hmm. not it's not uh, confidential you know the 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 Bitcoin blockchain. Anyone can read it. And you have companies, some companies that are you know analyzing you know the transactions and, and trying to KYC and, and things like this. So and that's something obviously very you know the Bitcoin uh, core developers in particular are very passionate about and, and and it's very important for Bitcoin to become more private. And I think this is something also that I think will help to to do. But so 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 Bitcoin is amazing. We love Bitcoin, but it has certain limitations, like I mentioned. It's expensive, it's slow, and it's not confidential. So this is what Liquid does. Liquid is a is a Bitcoin sidechain that connects to Bitcoin. And so you send Bitcoin to an address on the Bitcoin network. Those they're mm -hmm. then frozen. And then they're then unlocked or unleashed on the Liquid network. And when you're on the Liquid network, all transactions by default are confidential. So I, I, I believe it was Gregory Maxwell that worked um, on this as well. I, I used him the CTO of Blockstream developing mm. confidential transactions this this technology mm -hmm. so this is used by by liquid so it's um uh yeah so it's it, it enables transactions to be uh tr um confidential and mm -hmm. also it's it's faster and cheaper so the block block times are are one minute you know versus on, on average 10 minutes for bitcoin so it, it's oh, it, it extends the capabilities of bitcoin and mm -hmm. it makes bitcoin better quote unquote mm -hmm. in addition to that could you also ask about amp Mm -hmm. So AMP is, is an acronym for, and it stands for Asset uh, Management Platform. So, yeah. um, so you know, because on, on Liquid, in addition to, to making Bitcoin faster, cheaper, more uh, confidential, 
you can also issue assets on Liquid. So BMN was one such asset that has been issued. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And AMP, the asset management platform, is it's an, it's an API, basically, to help you issue assets, to issue and manage assets, assets on Liquid. Um, okay. So it's uh, so it's uh, it's um, it's an API developed by developed by Blockstream to make it more okay. easy for businesses to integrate their systems uh, into the Liquid network. Um, mm-hmm. And also, mm-hmm. like the good thing is, it, it enables you to like we talked about the crypto world and, and the traditional financial world, how to bridge it. Yes. And you know the 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 thing you know in the traditional financial markets, you know they're they're under heavy regulation. You know when you buy secure, like this is the whole thing with SEC now. You know where you know. Yeah. All the rules and like quote unquote coming after crypto and, and you know the people that play in the traditional world they have to you know you know they're you know people with addresses and jobs you know they have to they have to play by the rules of course in the regulated space so 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 amp also um is a way for for companies in the traditional space to issue things like security tokens for example uh, in a regulated fashion so so liquid you could you could issue like standard assets that are okay. you know anyone can own it Mm-hmm. Uh, you have kind of confidential transactions and you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want it's permissionless and you have something called um issured tracked assets or basically basically assets um yeah the, what, what kind of assets asset, sorry would you yeah, say so that again issuer tracked so issuer you have tracked issuer, yeah so you have huh. issuer okay. that issues an asset yeah the liquid network and those assets can represent different things uh, so and for the bmn case they represent hashing power on the bitcoin network they can also mm-hmm. represent securities in the company you know, mm-hmm. those are called security tokens. And, you know, so that I think that's also a big thing that, you know, is happening more and more. Where actually tr- traditional companies, they want to issue their stocks on mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. blockchains. And you can use you can use liquid to do that. And, and you know, some of them they have to, you know, they have to play by rules, which which states mm-hmm. that you have to know who your investors are. You know, you have to have you have to KYC your investors and you have right. to be able to track where the assets assets are sent. So Liquid mm-hmm. allows you. So in addition to being, you know, you could use Liquid as a as a private secure network and do whatever you want without any permissions. But if you're an issuer that plays in the traditional world, you can also set certain parameters that mm-hmm. enables you to track assets and mm-hmm. also make it transferable. For example, to only users that are approved. You know, so okay. so it's it's a, it's a flexible sidechain that enables a lot of different things, basically. Can you maybe take us through, like, shortly through a use case with Liquid, and give a, giving us an example? I mean, yeah, you've, yeah, you've sort of explained it, but just maybe like an actual use case. Sure. So um, recently, we announced. I think it was um, last Friday the announcement was. Mm-hmm. So literally, a week seven days, uh, you know, ago, uh, one week ago, that we announced that um, we have a collection, a new collaboration between. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, merge, merge exchange. Merge is a is the national exchange of Seychelles, the Republic of Seychelles. Ah, it's Seychelles. Okay. Okay. So and and also a tech provider. It's a trading technology provider called Digital Markets or Digital. So the announcement was about that the Seychelles stock exchange, digital mm-hmm. markets, trading technologies, and mm-hmm. Liquid will work together using AMP as well. AMP to mm-hmm. provide issuers globally will with tools infrastructure needed to issue and manage you know security tokens um, mm-hmm. on on the liquid network so so you have now let's say you have you have an an issuer that wants to tokenize their securities mm-hmm. how do you do that in any regulated fashion you know mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. where you uh, where you follow all the rules so so now issuers have this ability by by issuing their assets 
using the liquid my art with the technology provided by digital digital assets mm-hmm. on the merge exchange that play by the rules so mm. this is one example where you know where we're again bridging the the, the world between traditional finance sure. and the world of crypto and, and, and blockchains using liquid are you involved in that in any way in any capacity or because you're you mentioned that you also are with liquid i mean that's your one of your areas yes exactly so this is this is an example of sort of the key things that uh, you know business developer will do at blockstream which is to work mm-hmm. you know finding use cases and working with partners real world partners in the in, you know in the, in the physical world to make cool, new cool things and enable cool new products so, mm. so I yes, I've worked with, you know, in this case, you know, you, you, you speak with the merchant change and also digital mm-hmm. markets, mm-hmm. You, you talk with the developers uh, on each side and um, yeah, you go through all, all the process of all the contracts, the MOUs and everything. So this is something I worked uh, into that film. Very, very cool. So you're very, actually very busy. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, after. it's insane. With, it's with insane. This, with this, yeah, <laughs> this use case. I mean, with all the stuff that you're talking about, I mean, it will be cool to have you back also in, in, in some time to see where you what all has happened maybe in like six months it'll be like a decade probably <laughs> it is, it is. given it's everything really that you're, like you're doing so much. Yeah, very cool so, so like, yeah yeah a note to our audience this is the end of part one tune into part two next week where we continue the conversation with ivar and discuss the lightning network bitcoin network effects decentralization and governance thanks to ivar and thank you everyone for listening thanks to our sponsor fourth tech who's supporting our first steps in the podcast world and thank you to the body on music team for providing their music you can check out their latest album on bodyonmusic.com You can find all supporting information on our website, blockchainrecorded.com. And you can also find us on Google, Apple, and Amazon podcasts, as well as Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Be well and stay tuned for our next episode. (laughs) 